Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang. I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, that subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from a throwaway account called Throwaway Second Baby Maybe, who says 29 slash 31 female. Wife wants to have another baby despite both agreeing never to get pregnant again after her first pregnancy being a nightmare. Two years ago, my wife gave birth to our baby boy. He is wonderful and we both love him very much. My wife had an absolutely horrible pregnancy experience. She was in good health before the pregnancy, as was I. Neither of us were athletes or anything, but we casually exercised and were conscious of what we ate, but we weren't on strict diets or anything. Despite being in good health, her pregnancy was awful. She threw up almost every day for the first two trimesters. Her legs and feet became shockingly swollen. She developed diabetes and high blood pressure and her liver and kidneys became at risk of being damaged. On and off anemia issues and a whole book of other random things I can't remember all of. All of this was despite working so hard with her doctors to mitigate the issues. She was put on many medications, given diet plans, low stress, stretching exercises. She had to stop working in the third month because of how sick she became. I helped her all I could. My entire life outside of work revolved around caring for her. I made all her meals, which became increasingly restrictive as more complications arose and she was put on and taken off various medications. I bathed her, dressed her, cleaned up her vomit multiple times a week, changed so many bedsheets because she would sweat so she would sweat profusely or accidentally pee herself. Sometimes because she was in too much pain to get up. Sometimes because she couldn't realize she needed to pee. Cleaned her poo a few times, helped her wipe herself. At times, I felt like a living nurse for a severely disabled person. If that helped paint a picture of it. It was awful and dirty, but I knew I needed to do all this for her. And I wanted to do all I could to alleviate her suffering. But her worst part was the changes in her mental state. I could have done all of this with a smile on my face if she did not become so cruel and violent during the pregnancy. She had previously never ever been abusive in any way. We were loving. When we had disagreements, we never raised our voices. We sat and talked. She completely changed while she was pregnant. She yelled at me, swore at me, called me every slur known to man, threw things at me hit me, told her parents I didn't love her, broke doors, shattered glasses and plates, threatened to end me. I'd serve her food in bed and she'd throw it on the ground if she didn't like it. After doing this for the third time with oatmeal, I told her I wouldn't serve her oatmeal anymore because I was tired of having to spend hours on my knees digging dried oats out of the carpet. She exploded at that because oatmeal was one of the few things that didn't make her nauseous at the time and threw a coffee mug at my face which gave me a black eye. This kind of thing became constant and increasingly worse as time went on. 
As given birth, she stayed in the hospital for almost two weeks, at her doctor's request because she had so many complications. I took the baby home after the first week. She eventually came home and had some issues with postpartum depression. But thanks to the close observance of her doctor, it was addressed relatively quickly and she was put on medication. So here we are, two years later, and the woman that she was while pregnant doesn't exist anymore. She's back to her old self, still having some lasting minor physical issues from the pregnancy, but overall is healthy again, mentally and physically. I won't lie, it took me some time to love her again. After I took the baby home, there was part of me that hoped she wouldn't come back from the hospital. I had no positive feelings for her at the time. I slept in a different room for four months afterwards. We didn't go to counseling because we just didn't have the time. But eventually, after many talks, I realized that the woman she was while pregnant is gone. She's extremely sorry and regrets everything and I can't explain why she did what she did, but is disgusted with who she was. And around our son's first birthday, we agreed that we should never get pregnant again due to how dangerous her pregnancy was for her and how abusive she became towards me. Our relationship is good and loving now and we both love our son very much. We are happy again. But earlier this week, she mentioned she wouldn't mind having another kid in an off-handed comment. This obviously shocked me. We had agreed never to do it again. I didn't address the comment at the time, but over the next day, I kept thinking about it. And that night, I asked her what she meant by that comment. She said she'd been thinking about it. She decided she wants to try for a daughter and suggests going off her birth control. I probably didn't handle this as well as I could have, but I stared at her and said, no. She said, what do you mean no? You don't just get to say no. I said, no, I'm not doing that again. We had an agreement. I will not even consider the thought of you being pregnant again. She started crying, saying it's not fair. We have a boy and she wants a girl too. I explained that we can't predict it will be a girl. What happens if it's another boy? And what happens if you die from another pregnancy? She wouldn't continue talking and just cried. I went to sleep in another room. That was Tuesday night. I've been sleeping in the living room and we basically haven't said more than 50 words to each other since then. I don't know what to do. I don't know where this is coming from. It's honestly insane. She could literally die from another pregnancy and I will not be her slave and punching bag for nine months again. Plus, we have a toddler now. If she were to get pregnant, I wouldn't be able to give her the level of care I did the first time. And if she became abusive again, then she could direct it at our son too. I wouldn't tolerate a single instance of that. The very moment she tried to become cruel to him, I would take him and she'd never see us again. I'm lost and I'm mad. I feel lied to or betrayed or like a fool. Like I've been conned or taken advantage of. All the bad feelings I had towards her from the pregnancy are bubbling up. I don't know what I feel or how to talk to her. Edit. I'm not having sex until this is resolved so you can all stop posting about that. As I said in another comment, I don't have any sexual appetite for her at this time anyway because of how sad, angry and upset and frustrated I am. So I have no problem pausing sex. Now, first, we're going to cover some relevant comments. So Parappa Palace says first, first of all, why not adoption? Second of all, sit and talk with her. Lay it all out the way you did here. Reminder of the abuse you endured at her hands because she absolutely did abuse you and reiterate that this time there's a small child already here that may inadvertently become the target of her abuse. Even if you were willing to go through all of it again, there's no chance, no matter how small, that you should have your son experience that sort of behavior. Thirdly, 
it might be worth it to seek out a couples therapist, even if things are back to normal between you two. Disagreements on whether or not to have more children are usually pretty huge points of contention. And considering the history, it would probably be worth it to have a trained mediator to be able to help you guys have a conversation about where you both can feel heard and understood. OP replies saying, we never talked about adoption. Maybe that's an option. Though at this point, I'm not sure that I want another child at all, no matter what means they come about. But maybe that's only because in my mind, a child and pregnancy are so connected that I'm confusing my feelings towards pregnancy for feeling towards another child in general. I don't know. We do need to sit and talk, but we've talked about all this so much already. It's been probably six or eight months since we talked about it, but basically 80% of our conversations in the first year were about her pregnancy and our lasting issues from it. But her becoming abusive towards our son during another pregnancy has never specifically been discussed. Maybe that's where I need to start. Yeah, therapy, I know. I've tried to find one before. I called offices for availability, but none had any at the time, so I gave up. But that was over a year ago. I guess I should try again. Crystal Queen says that sucks. Does she fully remember how awful and abusive she was to you? It sounds like she had a psychiatric break during her pregnancy. You are already clear that this is a deal breaker for you. So I suggest the next time you speak about that, you are clear you will leave if she puts you in that situation. You should not tolerate being abused again. And it's awful that she would even consider getting pregnant again considering everything that happened the last time. Opie replies saying, I assume she remembers. We've had many discussions about everything that happened during her pregnancy, including how she treated me. I'll say like 80% of all conversations we had in the first year after my son's birth were about it. It has been eight-ish months since we had a real conversation about any of it, but I thought that was because we had resolved everything and felt good about it. I hope she wouldn't have forgotten all of our talks over the last eight months. AJG says, playing devil's advocate. I swore with every pregnancy I'd never do it again because it can be so miserable. But time, love, and maternal instinct makes me forget all the suffering and think it wasn't that bad. My husband reminds me. I tell him that it wasn't true. And then when I'm pregnant, oh yeah, he was right and I hate this. Granted, your situation is extreme. I agree with your no, but your wife really may have forgotten how bad to an extent. Read her your post so she can remember. OP replies saying, a lot of people here are saying similar, that she can forget the bad parts of pregnancy after birth. I get that, but we literally spent that whole first year talking about how horrible it was almost every single day. Now, over the past eight months, we have sporadically talked about it, but everything felt resolved. It was a topic maybe once a week for those eight months, and, and now she might have forgotten a lot of it. I don't know how that makes me feel. I don't want to talk about it every day so that she keeps remembering how bad it was. But I also don't want her to have a meltdown every year, caused by her forgetting because I don't talk about it enough for her to remember. I think I don't want to talk about this anymore. We talked about it for a year and I lived it for the nine months before that year. I'm honestly so tired. I don't know if I have the energy to talk about this anymore. Talking about it is so exhausting for me. I had to constantly explain all the different things she did from my perspective because she wouldn't recall it as bad as I did. Then I would recount it all and, and she would understand and say, whoa, yeah, that was bad. And she would sincerely apologize. And then we'd move on to a different incident and do the Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Same. Now we're going to move straight on to the update to find out what happened next. So wife and I were able to talk the day after that post. Unfortunately, it didn't go very well. Before I left for work, I hugged her, said I'm sorry for immediately saying no, and that I wanted to talk through it after work and hear all her thoughts about it. She agreed, both said I love yous, and things seemed calm and positive as I left. That night, I asked her why she changed her mind about another baby and just what she was thinking overall. She basically said she's getting older, her window for another baby is closing and it made her realize she wanted at least one more and that she also really wants a girl. I asked what happens if it's not a girl. She said in that case, we would try again. I asked if she remembered the last pregnancy, how dangerous it was, how her kidneys were permanently damaged from it, how she was so sick that I had to be basically her living nurse and that if she got pregnant again, she could have total kidney failure and die. She said she's not worried because she knows God will protect her and will provide what we need. That really threw me off. I don't think I ever heard her speak about a God like that at any point in our entire six-year relationship. We are not religious people. I don't think we have even been in a church together. Our wedding wasn't even in a church. We don't own a Bible. The last time I was in a church was my mum's funeral nine years ago. After the God comment, I didn't know what to say. I was just shocked, laid my head on the back of the couch and looked up at the ceiling. She asked what was wrong. I said that this is a lot, that she's saying the opposite of what we had previously agreed and I don't think I can change my mind on this because I don't want her to get deathly sick and I don't think I can go through the abuse again. I did use the word abuse, which maybe I shouldn't have because it set her off. She started ranting, abuse, what abuse? You're accusing me of abuse. I reminded her of the coffee cup, throwing food on the floor, the name calling, the slandering me to friends and family, and multiple other incidents, but she just kept talking over me. You really think that's who I am? I want another baby and this is what you think about. I said yes, it is what I think about because it's what happened last time. Everything just fell apart from there. She was yelling and crying. I couldn't get a word in, calling me a bunch of names, saying that I don't love her. I can't understand what it's like for her. Why can't I just give her this one thing? It's what God wants for us. It's God's plan. And on and on and on like this. I couldn't calm her down or convince her to go to bed. She was following me around the house and angry crying. One thing that really concerned me is she said something like, loving our son is much easier for me because he looks like me. That she can't see any of herself in him. And it isn't fair and that's why she wants a daughter. She made it sound like she doesn't love our son and could only love a daughter that looks like her. Finally, all the noise woke our kid up and I told her I have to take him on a drive to get him back to sleep. I drove around for an hour, put him back to bed and she was awake but locked in our room. So I slept in the living room again. She left early the next morning and I later found out she went to her mum's house. 
She was gone the whole day. So the kid and I had the day together. We eventually went to my older brothers and sister-in-laws, both mid-30s house, and I kind of vented to them. I was very surprised to hear sister-in-law say, yeah, we've been waiting for this and that it took longer than expected. My brother agreed. They basically said they've seen this in her for as long as we've been together and were concerned but unsurprised with her behavior during the pregnancy and that the pregnancy let the genie out of the bottle, that who she was at the time is who she really is. They see her slip in more into that behavior every time we hang out and they're concerned. I told my wife that kiddo and I were staying at brothers last night. She never replied and that's where I still am today. I took a sick day today and probably will tomorrow. I'm lucky my boy is such an easygoing kiddo. 90% of the day he is giggly and happy and loves to give hugs. For me, he honestly relieves more stress than he creates lol and luckily my brother and sister-in-law can't get enough of him. I think I might have to divorce my wife. I've been talking to my brother about it and mentioning marriage therapy, but he said to be careful because therapy could just make my wife hide her ways just long enough to get pregnant again. He says she is very manipulative and is relieved I'm finally starting to see it. I really didn't think she was this kind of person, but I guess I've been willfully ignorant this whole time. As some of you said in the last post, I think I've been lying to myself. Brother and sister-in-law say she didn't go back to normal after the birth. She just dialed it back a little and I told myself it was normal. I feel lost. I think I need to get divorced. I don't want to, but I think the only other option is to stay with her, which I also don't want to do. I wish I could stay with my son at my brother's forever and never have to acknowledge the real world ever again. And we've covered a few stories before, like regarding abusive relationships. And sometimes from the sister and brother-in-law's point of view, these stories have been in the past where they've asked how they can approach a relationship like this. And generally the advice was like, sometimes you can't say anything because it may push them further away and isolate them further. So to step back and wait for them to come to you is the best option. And I wonder if that's what brother-in-law and sister-in-law was doing in this situation. And I'm glad, you know, that OP could turn to them in the end and get some perspective of what they've been seeing as well. And that they've been seeing this coming for a very, very long time. And the initial first part of this before the update didn't sit right with me at all all the way through when we got to the comments and people were talking about you know counseling marriage counseling and stuff like that i'm not saying it's a bad thing or anything like that but coming from my point of view if i was in that situation i wouldn't be able to sit back and tolerate someone laying their hands on me like that and i'm not saying it's easy i'm not saying you know op should have done that instantly because i don't know the full extent of everything they've gone through they they could have easily been manipulated to stay in the relationship for x amount of time and but i'm just saying for like from my point of view and reading the comments and and, and you know trying to work it out through counseling and various stuff like that it didn't feel right to me maybe that's wrong of me to say I'm, I'm not totally sure but my first initial reaction is just that what everything op went through during that pregnancy and i'm not saying she obviously she went through an absolute horrific time during her pregnancy just reading the list of what wife went through, it must have been absolutely awful. Don't get me wrong. But OP also lists everything she'd done to him. She swore him, called him every slur known to man, threw things at him, hit him, told parents and friends that, you know, he didn't love her, broke doors, shattered glasses, threatened to kill him. I mean, holy shit. And as I said, this is purely from my point of view. Even after the pregnancy, they got through the pregnancy and all this sort of stuff. I wouldn't be able to, I can honestly say, I wouldn't be able to look at this person the same way again. 
Yes, they said that they completely turned around to their old self, but everything OP went through, the abuse from this person, how are you meant to trust and love someone that can do this to you? Especially when they seem to disregard all of that or play it all down after it all happened and then they want to get pregnant again and disregarding OP's feelings on that as well. But there's a couple more comments with some additional info as well. So Pete Penguin says, wow, I'm sorry you're having to deal with all of this. It's really concerning that your brother and sister-in-law saw this coming. Makes me wonder what they've been seeing that you haven't. Did they share any examples that maybe triggered a realization for you? As another user pointed out, counseling with an abuser is bad news. Absolutely, you should seek counseling for yourself to help you work through this awful situation though. OP replied saying, our wedding and honeymoon and our finances have been a repeated topic of concern for my brother and sister-in-law. I didn't get any say in any of the wedding and honeymoon. She wanted full control and basically just wanted me to pay and show up. I was sad about it, but eventually brushed it off by saying it's the most important day of a woman's life and the day is about her, so I should let her do what she wants. I know that a wedding is supposed to be about us, not just about her, but at the time, I was hearing from everyone on her side that it's her special day, and I didn't want to rock the boat and start our marriage on a bad foot. We're not super financially stable. I wanted to wait longer for a child because she wanted to be a stay-at-home mum, but my finances made that very hard but she didn't want to wait, so we got pregnant. She quit her job during the pregnancy and hasn't been back. Luckily, I have received some pay bumps since then and I don't have to work as much overtime now, but our finances are still stretched pretty thin and it's a big stressor for me. It would certainly help if she got a part-time job, but she never allowed that conversation. I know that I'm a massive pushover. I think of myself as easygoing, but my brother says I'm avoiding conflict by letting her do whatever she wants. He's right. It just sucks that it took this long for me to stop lying to myself. Another comment from OP says, I mean, we're married for six years and she's only been out of work for about three years and we don't own a home, we rent. And we own two shitbox cars. Have some shared CC debt and tiny savings and I have a sad little pension through my job. I feel like there isn't very much to bleed me of. And OP finishes it up by saying that they've been at their brother's house since yesterday. So I'm very, very glad that they're in a safe environment at the moment. And I hope they continue to stay in that safe environment. And the brother and sister-in-law really helps OP through this. It sounds like they will need some help going forward, especially after everything they've been through. But now I'm going to turn it to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? And what advice would you give to OP going forward? Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. And just a huge thank you for spending your time with me today. Getting involved in the stories, your love, your support and time always means the absolute world. And I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth up, wash my face, throw my clothes on, start my I can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go See the sun shining from the windows Okay I know that's a damn Even when we're on a budget We still deserve nice things Quince is a place to scoop up Stunning high-end goods For 50 to 80% less than similar brands They have buttery soft cashmere sweater Starting at $50 Luxurious Italian leather bags And so much more Plus Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.